there comes a point and the earlier you can do this, the earlier you can make the shift and really be intentional about the opportunities that you create, that's where the magic is. Joining me today is the gorgeous Amy Posick, who is the CEO and co-founder of the Women's Business League, a community where powerful businesswomen connect, grow, and prosper. Her superpower is working with female entrepreneurs and business owners to identify both the challenge points and the high points so they can triple profit, cut costs, and optimize systems. She also helps others understand the power of creating space so you never have to sacrifice your health for your business. Amy's also the founder of Bold Moves, a platform where she partners with female founders to make an impact, helping them own the role of CEO professionally and personally, because she knows what it was like to be in the opposite position, unfulfilled and longing for more. And that's why she's made it her life's work to make sure every woman is empowered to achieve a bold vision for her life and business. Now, I absolutely love this chat for so many reasons. Amy's high energy, but she is absolutely fierce and has shared some real gold nuggets in this chat that not only women can apply, but that men can also apply to their world, enabling them to create some fantastic success. So grab a pen and paper because you're going to need it for this one and enjoy the chat with Amy. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. What an honor to be with you. Oh, it's such an honor to have you as a guest and I've been so excited for our chat all week and to jump into your story and what you're doing and how you're helping people. So shall we get into it? Let's do it. (laughs) Amazing. So let's start at the very beginning. So what can you share with us what your childhood dream was? I love this question so much. I was quite a sassy little girl, Julie, I have to tell you. (laughs) I had a knack for getting my way with things. Um, And so I thought for a little bit that I might be a lawyer. But there was always an entrepreneurial dream in my heart. Yeah. And it started when I was six years old. And my brother and I were on summer vacation, you know, home from school, and we were enjoying just one of the hottest summers on record. And so one day we got it in our heads that we would like to have a lemonade stand. So we begged and pleaded with our mother and she acquiesced. And my big brother, who I just adored, we spent so much time getting everything ready And we mixed the lemonade and we made the stand and we stood out by the end of our driveway waiting and waiting for somebody to come. And I'll always remember when the mail lady came up and dropped her dime into the jar, clink, and we were there to give her a refreshing glass of lemonade. And from that moment, I was just hooked on owning a business, starting a business. <laughs> that is such a good story. <laughs> I fell in love with having fun, 
doing something that I just enjoyed and making people smile. Yeah, I love that. And I'm, I, I think it's quite, it's so interesting what we remember. And you can remember, you know, the dime going into the glass and it's like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> and I can imagine you would be a sassy little girl. <laughs> I was so sassy, Julie. I bet you were too. <laughs> I could get my own way when I wanted to, definitely. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so gorgeous. So the entrepreneurial dream, with the seed was planted very early. So you found yourself in finance then. Uh, where, you know, a long time after that, running a, a huge team and a huge business and climbing that corporate ladder and very, very successful at the age of 27 which is, you know, an absolute credit to you. Congratulations. Thank you. There was something missing for you, wasn't there? Yes. I spent, you know, the years after university really climbing that corporate ladder. And I worked very, very hard. I was good at what I did, accounting and finance. And you reach a point in your career And you think that you have arrived, right? You have the title Mm. that you've been working for for so long. Mm. And you have the the six-figure salary that was the gold star. And you have all the things. And from the outside, it looks really shiny and glamorous. Um, But inside, I felt very unfulfilled. And although I was very good at accounting, I was very good at business. I was always, numbers just came easy to me. I enjoyed it. I felt like there had to be something more. Mm. I had this really deep gnawing that just wouldn't go away, that there had to be something more. Mm. And so what did that lead you to do? Was it was it something that you thought, okay, this this gnawing is just I can't ignore it anymore? What was the catalyst for you in making the change? So I had been wrestling with this. I hadn't said a word to anybody. I had been wrestling with this feeling in my heart for quite a while. And what really was the game-changing moment for me was I had lunch with a mentor of mine, a woman who was 15 years down the track on the same career path that I was on. And she had no idea how I'd been feeling. But over lunch, she started to pour her own heart out to me. And she started to tell me how much she regretted all the moments that she missed with her children growing up. She started to tell me how her own relationship with a man that she loved had suffered and ended in divorce because she was always working. Mm. And what really drove home was when she told me that she had been holding a dream in her heart for many, many years But now so much time had gone past that she felt like she had the golden handcuffs and could not pursue it. And that was the moment when it was as if she was giving me a crystal ball to look at my future. So she had no idea she gave me a gift that day, 
But I will never forget that moment and sitting with that later that evening. And I just made up my mind that will not be me. So that was a decision that you made. It's like, I'm not going to do that. Because I so resonate with your story in terms of, you know, that something missing, um, which is where I got to towards the end of my corporate career. But like you say, the gift that you know, the mentor gave you it was like holding up a mirror. It's like, hey, this is this is me in 15 years. And then watching a movie playing out in front of your eyes. Oh my goodness. Like that's so powerful. You were so ready for that message though at that time. It was, it was so validating. Yeah. And it brought it to the forefront that I couldn't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us. This is like a this is like a storybook. It's like <laughs> tell us what happened next. Like so, so what did you find the transition out difficult? Or was it was it quite easy? Because you've made that decision that's not going to be me. And I, I know that I'm launching into a much brighter future for myself where I'm going to be really fulfilled. So tell us what you're doing now. <laughs> so what I did was I gave myself some permission to give some space to that dream in my heart. And I started spending time journaling. I started spending time talking to people that were doing really interesting things that maybe a piece of what they were doing resonated with me in some way. And then I found out that I was pregnant with my first son. Oh. (laughs) Oh. So life just has a way of taking these twists and turns. Yeah. Um, And I took a year off to be a mom. I had waited so long to be a mom. Oh, beautiful. So I really enjoyed that time and experienced that to the fullest. I Mm. still look back on those days and think that I'm so glad I took that time. Yeah. Um, and so when it was time for me to go back to work, I knew that I wasn't going back to finance and accounting, but if I'm being honest, Julie, I really didn't know what the next step was going to be. And so I had an interest at the time in real estate, but being a young mom, I knew I couldn't be a realtor. So I became a mortgage broker overnight. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was the first time in my life that I had to go out and get my own clients. Yeah. I had to go out and bring in my own business. And so I didn't know it at the time, but this was nudging me onto my entrepreneurial path Mm. because I went out and I networked. I went to every networking event you could imagine. I took coffee with anybody who had a business card and a pulse. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And what I found was that for women, the options to network and build relationships and grow a successful business were really lacking. Yeah. Really lacking. 
And so, but I was loving meeting all these incredible women, you know, here and there and all throughout all the networking I was doing. And so I think as entrepreneurs, we kind of see what, where the, um, the problems are, right? And then we try to think of solutions. Yeah. And so my now business partner and I met to network. I shared my frustration with her. (laughs) And she shared it as well. And that's when we decided to build the table that we wanted to sit around. I love that. With amazing women. And little did we know that about a year later, other women in our community would want to do something similar. And so now, through almost three years into it, we have 35 chapters of the Women's Business League. We have hundreds of members that we serve all across the United States. My business partner and I both are fully invested, work full-time, taking care of this awesome business, and it's been incredible. Oh, that's such a... Such a great story and I so resonate with that too in terms of when you first start your business, you are out there and you are networking (laughs) with anyone who's got a fault. I love it. And then we do get a lot smarter around that, I think, when we do it um, a little bit more. It's like, hey, you know, we can't do this gun approach. We need to be doing really purposeful networking. Of course, you learn. You live and learn. So now... As you said, you've got the the Women's Business League, and that's a community that you've created with your with your business partner, um, for where business women connect and grow and prosper. Yes. And there's one thing that I absolutely loved that you said in our initial catch up, which is where you really um help these women to design a business that is going to suit their lives rather than their lives to suit their business. And I was like, oh, high five to that sister. That's that's awesome because, and I love, I love your story in terms of how when you did set up your business that you had the systems and the processes in place to enable you to live the life that you want, even in the initial stages. So I, I think that's, as you said, it's, it's really, really needed and um, it's absolutely necessary. And it's a real lesson that people need to learn at the start of their business, yeah? Yes. So can you perhaps share some some tips with our listeners on how they can design a business to support their lives rather than their lives supporting their business because this is in your sweet spot considering your background like and also you are living proof that it can happen. Yes, I love this so much. I'm so passionate about helping women create a business that supports the life they want to live. And I love empowering women around this in so much so that I'm going to be actually opening up a brand new business coaching practice called Bold Moves. But I will give you a little taste of that right now because what I have found is that most business owners are very, very good at the thing that they are doing, right? Whether it's a service they're providing or a product that they're making, but they might not necessarily be as 
good on the back end side of the business, the bones of the business. And that is where business owners can get um, stifled. They can experience burnout and overwhelm. But I want to help. This is a place where you don't have to stay stuck. So if you are an entrepreneur or you have a dream in your heart and you're just starting out, I really want to encourage you to slow down and start by asking some really powerful questions, not about the business, but about your life. When do you want to work? How do you want to work? Where do you want to work? Right? Envision the life that you want to live. Start there. And then the fun part is designing the business to suit that. Yeah. Because I think so often we forget that we have that power within us to design the business that we want to have to support the life that we want to live. So mm. most entrepreneurs, if you ask them, what's the one thing that they want? They will share that they want freedom. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. That is one of the main reasons why people start their businesses. However, it's not necessarily what they get. Right? They want freedom yeah. to live their life on their terms. Yep. They want the freedom to work with the people that they want to work with in the way that feels authentic and genuine to them. Mm. When you're in the beginning, it's so easy to sort of take what comes your way. Yep. Right? Because you've got to get started and you want to take what's coming. But there comes a point, and the earlier you can do this, the earlier you can make the shift. Mm. And really be intentional about the opportunities that you create. That's where the magic is. Yes. Um, the other thing I just want to share too is it's so important to remember that no one achieves success all on their own. It takes a team. Yes. So as early as you're able, I always like to encourage entrepreneurs, just start with an assistant for five hours a week. <laughs> Get all those menial tasks that somebody else can easily do. Get them off your plate and fill your time with things that are the highest and best use of your time that only you can do that's going to move the business forward. Yeah. So delegating those tasks that take a, a huge amount of time and that you're not necessarily good at. Right. Yeah. Right. And you might say, well, that's great, Amy, but I am already a few years into my business. I meet a lot of entrepreneurs who find themselves a few years in. They are overwhelmed. Instead of the business supporting their life, it's actually running their life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the first thing I would encourage you to do if that's how you're feeling right now is that you've got to create space for the next version of your business. And the best way to do that is to think about what you currently have in place and what it's delivering for you. And there might be processes expenses. There might even be people in your business who are not delivering results. 
And you need to take a really hard look and say, what can I eliminate to create space? That is such an awesome point that you make. And we're very much on the same page here. And you've said that word quite a few times in terms of giving yourself space to think, to create, to percolate, but to understand what's going on. And I think where, you know, the business is running your life, that can be really challenging because people get stuck on that that hamster wheel of just doing and they're running really fast and it's like, I've got to keep up. If I stop, something's going to happen. And like you said, like the people, the processes, the systems, like creating that next version of you that's so powerful. And now it's time for a quick break. To have a successful business or career, you need to lead it and lead it well, which is why investing into your leadership is so important. If you are someone who wants to level up, play a bigger game, and supercharge your results, then join Julie on her seven-week Role Model Effect program. It is a laser-focused program designed to give you clarity and confidence in your leadership to enable you to lead with influence as we move forward in our uncertain world. It will magnify your self-awareness and confidence, amplify your growth, and intensify your influence as a leader. If you are curious to know more, visit juliehyde.com.au or contact her directly to find out more. I love to say too, you know, let it be easy, right? It doesn't have to be this crazy busyness, right? Just think about how can this be fun? How can I lean more into the things that I enjoy in the business and get the things that I don't enjoy, that I'm not good at off my plate, right? Let it be easy. Let it be fun. Yes, absolutely. I love that. When you think about a business too, it's really just a set of systems. And I like to joke, it's a little cheeky, but I like to say that systems are sexy. Systems are sexy because they give you what you want. They give you time freedom. They give you location freedom. And I'm going to tell you a really easy trick to identify a place where you need systems in your business. Anything that you're doing repetitively in your business is a place where you can automate. And the genius about automation is that you don't have to be involved at all. And the other place where you can really optimize, again, I've talked about this a little bit, but any place where your business is needing you, right? Notice where people in your business are coming to you for things, where they're needing to pull you in. That is a sign that they're not empowered to do their job well. And so that's an opportunity to optimize. Yes, that is massive. That is massive. Are you seeing more of that, I suppose, that problem or that challenge happening with hybrid working, like the increase in hybrid working in that because I know a lot of people will complain to me that, you know, when people when people are working remotely, they're constantly on the phone because the questions come, you know, really fast and furious. So 
it seems to be a bit of a and and again like you say that can be just simply okay so taking stock and going why is this happening why am I getting so many questions and how can I turn that around yes it's a great opportunity and so and I think being in this hybrid virtual world right now has been an incredible blessing on so many different levels because prior there might have been things that were going unnoticed, right? But now where everybody is spread thin, they've got a lot going on. Everything is, or a lot of things are virtual. Mm. Things are bubbling up to the surface. And so they're Mm. easier to uh, detect and address. So this is a great opportunity for, for business owners to take that bird's eye view of their business Really look and understand, you know, look back and say, okay, what have my investments in the business delivered me? What have my people in my business delivered me? Where you are today is a direct reflection of the work you've done to date. Yeah. Right? And so if the result that you're getting, if it's burnout, if it's overwhelm, that's showing you that there's an opportunity there to optimize. Ah, oh, absolutely. I think we can do a podcast all on that. Like that, that is so powerful. And um, gosh, you've shared so many tips there. I've got like pages <laughs> already. But I, I love what you said in terms of just let it be easy. Yeah. And even when you said that, it was like releasing a pressure valve. It's like, yeah, just let it be easy. We overcomplicate things because we feel as though, I think sometimes we feel as though it shouldn't be that easy, but it it can be just simple. It can be simple. One of my favorite exercises that anybody can do that I love to share is if you just take a piece of paper and a pen and you make a big um, uh, plus sign, so you've got four quadrants, and you think about the upper left hand as work that you love to do and is highly profitable. Yeah. And then you think about work that you is highly profitable but that you don't like to do, right? And then bottom left, you've got highly profitable but you hate. <laughs> and bottom right is high, uh, doesn't make you money and you don't like it, right? <laughs> and you put all the activities, all the ways that you make money into that. And the goal is to get rid of everything that's not in that upper left, right? Give yourself Mm. permission to design the business that you love, to do the work that you're meant to do that sets your heart on fire. And I'm telling you, the results will astound you. Yeah, I love that. I love that quadrant. I love thinking that way too. I think that's a really awesome thing to do in terms of just putting all of those tasks and activities and... um, process, whatever it is, into those quadrants and then going, okay, delegate, let's get this off my plate or stop doing it, like you say. Right. right. Yeah. It's, I think it's bringing that awareness. And when we're in that busyness, we have a really hard time looking objectively at the business. Mm, yes. Absolutely. And again, I think, you know, a really clear message that I'm getting from you out of all of this and at at every stage of your business is you've got to elevate your thinking. 
And you've got to give yourself that space to create and design the business that you want. I 1000%. I'll never forget. I was about six months into my business. Now I'd had all this corporate accounting, finance, business training, but like they say, you know, the painter's house is never painted, right? And so here I was six months into my business and I had coffee with an old colleague of mine from my finance days and she was brilliant. And she said to me, Amy, I love your mission. I love what you're doing, but I just have to ask you, would you hire yourself as the CEO of your own business. Oh. And I I stopped for a minute and my heart was wanted to say, of course, it's my business. But then she just kept asking questions, you know, are you generating results? Are you holding yourself accountable? Are you serving as many people as you are meant to serve? And I really had to sit with that. I love that question. Because it made me look at it objectively and really take ownership, complete ownership. And as you said so brilliantly, elevate my thinking to own that role of being the CEO. Wow. You are surrounded by some awesome people. But, and again, though, you're so ready to, to hear. You're so ready to listen. You take things on. That's what, yeah, that's what I just adore about you. So would you hire yourself as the CEO of your own business? That's a really big question. And that's like really hit me too. I'm like, oh, what's the answer to that? Actually, <laughs> Julie, would you? <laughs> Great question and thank you for sharing that. That is incredibly powerful. So I, if, if the listeners haven't had a pen in their hand, I'm sure they're going to want to hit re, reply on this and write the gazillion things down that you've shared. It's just gold, Amy. Amazing. Thank you. Now, one question I do want to ask you, and, of course, this will come out of your of, of how you've set yourself up for success but it's like you've got so much energy <laughs> and what you do I think really requires that because you know people will be attracted to you and what you're all about through your energy and you know providing that forum for women to prosper and, and to grow so of course that's that's needed but you know it it takes a lot out of you as well doesn't it it's it, it's something that you have to work at. So what is your secret sauce that fuels your energy, girl? <laughs> well, thank you. I would say I take my fun very, very seriously. <laughs> so I think about what are the experiences that I want to bring into my life and I schedule them and plan for them because I've just learned that if you don't do that, it never happens. And so I take my fun very seriously. The other thing that I will say is that I invest in my health and well being. Because when you're a CEO, when you're a founder, your energy drives the business, whether we like it or not. 100%. 100%. And so 
I often will say taking responsibility of your health is so important to the health of your business. I, I, I totally agree. And then lastly, just surrounding myself with amazing people like you, Julie, and just women who are up to big things, right? Your vibe attracts your tribe. And I just am always so inspired by women who are living into their passion. They're making a big impact in the world. Um, it's it's just feeds my soul. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I also, again, like you're so clear on, on what you're wanting to achieve, even in terms of like, you know, taking fun really seriously, but understanding the experiences that you want to bring into your life and you plan for it and you, you make it happen because we can't just put it out there and wish, can we? We've got to make it happen. You're a, you are a woman of action. <laughs> We've got to make it happen. So yeah. I, I always love to do at least one thing a quarter that I'm excited and looking forward to just for me. I think that's really important to have that to look forward to because even, you know, here at the moment when we're talking, you know, Melbourne's in another lockdown, number five, but every week when we're in lockdown, because I'm quite good at it now, (laughs) I make sure that we've got something to look forward to every week, whether it's just, wine and cheese night or watching some movie or hooking up with friends on Zoom, whatever it is, but just that one thing to look forward to. So I think that it's incredibly motivating as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. So I've got to up my game, Julie. You're once a week. You're see, you're elevating me. I got to get that, get it to once a week now. Um, I love that you said that. That's purely for desperation. <laughs> but I think I also think that, um, and they're just little things. But I think when you're feeling a little bit down or a little bit defeated. And you know, life's not all roses, and being in your own business can be like a big roller coaster sometimes. And um, I've just found just having something little to look forward to each week, particularly if I'm feeling, you know, not at the top of my game, is like, yeah, it just sort of gets you through that week if it's if it's a bit of a slog, which is not often, but lockdown can be. <laughs> I think too. We tend so often to finish a really big project and very quickly go on to the next thing. Yeah. And I just think it's so important to do something tangible, to acknowledge ourselves for the work and the effort that we've put forth. Yeah. And in that way, wiring ourselves to really enjoy success. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Because when you, when you achieve that success and when you're rewarded for it, you want more. Yeah, it's really motivating. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. So now I'm super excited about your upcoming business, Bold Moves, and I love the name. So how can people get in touch with you and how can they stay in contact with you to follow your journey? Oh, thank you. I would love that. So you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Amy Posick. So it's just A-M-Y and then my last name is P-O-C. S-I-K. You can also email me anytime at amy at womensbusinessleague.com. 
awesome. And I'll share those links out with the show notes too. So people can just click on that. But, um, you know, you share a lot of awesome stuff on LinkedIn. So I encourage people to, to um, follow you there. So, Amy, it's been awesome chatting to you. And we could seriously talk <laughs> And um, there's a massive, massive wide ocean that, that um, separates us in many hours. But I can't wait for the day that we actually get together and can talk we- we need to plan um, maybe a whole weekend. <laughs> I would love that. We're going to do it. We're going to do oh, it. We are indeed. So this podcast is called Making It Count. And I would love it if you could, you know, on a final note, share with us how you feel you're making it count in your world. Yes. I love this question. We have one life to live. The most precious gift that you can give anybody is your time and your attention. And I always try to slow down and be really present with whoever's in front of me, whether that's my child, my spouse, or my client. And professionally, you know, my aim is to empower others to create a business that they love that supports a life that they're excited to wake up to every single day. That is so beautiful, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, if I can let you know, every time that we talk, I feel completely heard and I feel like you're completely present for me and I really appreciate it. And I also appreciate you sharing so many pearls of wisdom on this podcast. And thank you for your time. My pleasure. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.